All right, so my first question would be, did the play make you laugh? The, ch- the cherry orchard. <laughs> <laughs> the comedy. Uh, yeah, a few times. Good. Um, yeah, uh, do you want to get into, like, incidents that made me laugh, or you just uh, keep it general for background? Yeah, uh, um, incidents would be good because I think there is another, a, a cult- another comedy. I was going to say there's a cultural um, problem, I think, with the... Not a problem, but I think there are cultural differences between then and now in between that society and ours that don't necessarily translate on the page as well as if I were to see it acted. So, what uh, what incidents for... I mean, it made me laugh too, but I want to hear what you say. Yeah, let me... Okay, I have some marked... Um... I really liked it when uh, Lubov, Lubov, the old lady, uh, is making fun of that guy for being a, a virgin. <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> uh, Timofev, Timofev, or whatever, however you say his name. Trofimov? Um, that made me, that made me <clears throat> laugh out, like, like out loud. I, I, didn't, I didn't need that to be read me on the stage was it <laughs> this old lady called, like, this 30 year old man <laughs> oh yeah you're talking about the main character Layuba. When yeah. She, yeah 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 when they're dancing yeah i know what yeah. you're talking about yeah yeah in uh act, she kind of went she went pretty far um, <laughs> in her criticism <laughs> and he throws himself down the stage because <laughs> he got fucking roasted so hard by this old lady uh that made me laugh like a, a lot when Gaev uh, gets his little speech about the bookcase, yeah, that made me laugh. That was funny. His very annoying tick about the billiards, yellow ball, side pocket, um, it uh, elicited a like exasperated laugh many of the times that he did it. Um, kind of, you know, that's the kind of thing that goes in like sine waves, where sometimes it's funny, sometimes it's not. It's funny you mentioned the bookcase speech because couldn't that almost be a parody of Chekhov himself, in a way? Um, well, I mean, it's definitely parodic, but how, 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 do you, how do you mean a parody? I mean, I could see that being—I could see that being a speech, maybe a little bit altered in a different play, in a you know, in a not a comedy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, <laughs> like he—I he, don't know. Um, I just one thing I noticed about this play is that um, I mean we've kind of been noticing it throughout, but I mean there were like four ma- major Chekhov plays. I mean he wrote other uh, dramatical works like Ivanov and stuff, but there are four you know ones worth reading, um, and they all kind of like throw back like the same a lot of the same. If it was like a composer or something, it would be like the same like motif. Yeah. The same. Same. Uh, you know, like work. He's, he's not like you know. Uh, it's like Messian with his like weird little seven-note non-chromatic scales or whatever. Uh, work talking about like the vague future trees. This fucker. I've 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 I'd only in the past like read his plays just like randomly on their own, um, and not really thinking about his like biography. Um, that like uh, in, in any kind of sustained way. But man, this fucker was a nerd for trees. <laughs> like it's a, it's a, most of the plays, and uh, I mean, definitely here, obviously. 
Um, right. It's another example. He, he was a famous tree guy in his personal life. And it's like, this fucker liked trees. <laughs> I, I, what a nerd. Um, uh, tree, tree, tree dweeb. Um, another one I had, uh, was when Lepatkin is talking to Furs, the old, uh, servant. Um, about like the slave days when he was a serf. Oh, sure, things were wonderful back in the good old days. They had the right to beat you if they wanted, remember? <laughs> and Ferris, like just like does it here, doesn't process it. Yep, that's right. The masters stood by their servants. <laughs> servants stood by their masters. Uh, that was really funny. That kind of, you know, uh, m- mostly forgetful nostalgia for the past. Um, uh, and yeah, for literally being a slave who I think they could kill. I think they could kill you if they wanted to. A master. Uh, I mean, slavery. <clears throat> so, but doesn't. Russia was just as bad as it was in America. But wasn't Fares more. Wasn't he serious about that? Even though he, maybe at that time he yeah. couldn't hear it. Yeah. yeah I think he repeats funny. it. It's, it's funny. I was thing. Ignorant or forgetfully nostalgic. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, like, Lepatkin is right. He's, like, (laughs) it's very bad, very stupid thing to be nostalgic for. Um, They're literally being a slave. Um, Just, like, in a a different different word for it. Um, And the (laughs) the freeing of the slaves that he, he, uh, Furs is, like, still upset about Um, you know behind behind all this was a tragedy though the the son dying the son having drowned was uh on my mind a lot yeah because you know and then on her mind a lot too and all the you know it's like the inciting incident but then she went to Paris, France, right? and then right. she had all her her money stolen by some guy, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why they can't pay their mortgage anymore. Um, so yeah, that is kind of like the predating, foregrounding, inciting incident. It's another example of uh, yeah, kind of kind of like with the last one, where we're you know. Um, the father had died a year b- ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we're kind of like introduced that like, I mean, here we're in pre- pretty pretty distinctly in like the downslope of the family, um, at least of their their home ownership. Um, and yeah, yeah. So we're like like you know four fifths of the way through a timeline or something. Yeah, a lot of things are, are foregrounded. As uh, Carol Bloom used to say a lot about Shakespeare, just like a lot of stuff happened. Um, Maybe the background. I don't. I don't know the difference. Speaking of that, it's interesting that two of the acts were um, set in the nursery of where they grew up, mm. which is what the house they're losing. Um, that's kind of, again, it's sad if you think about it. It's just like a very uh, emotionally, intensely sad thing for the people who are losing it, losing the house, um, inside of mm-hmm. the comedy. 
like when uh, everyone else leaves and the uh, um Gayev and 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 his sister just like hug and cry mm-hmm. and even the ending yeah. where the the funny old man comes back into the room when everybody's gone mm. and he's yeah. like he unaware of what's yeah, but he's in the same. He's in the nursery, laying down. Um, I mean, they tried not to forget about him, but yeah, I, I guess this could have veered into a tragedy easily, and I like I like that texture to it, um, which yeah. of course, you know, is good writing because it gives you so much to consider about the characters, even um, when the conversations are superficial and so forth. Uh, yeah. Do you think the main character, which I can't, I don't know how to say it. It doesn't sound like a very feminine name to me. Lyubov. 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 Yeah. So it's. Um, do you think she's supposed to be played? Uh, how do you think she's supposed to be played based on your reading of it? I feel like you um, could go different ways with it. Well, I would play her. Maybe not like. Or I would have her play. I wouldn't. <laughs> you wouldn't do it. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think I could pull it off. Um, as a kind of like romantic old lady, like capital R romantic old lady. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is she like is she dumb? Is she like deliberately foolish? Is she elegant? Aren't we all deliberately foolish? Aren't we all? Just <laughs> I guess. Cozied up, blanketed by our delusion. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was thinking more about the money situation. Like, no. because the money situation faces them so starkly, and they seem to do nothing about it. And in, 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 yeah. indeed, she does things that are detrimental to it by giving money away and so forth. Um, but anyway, that that was I, I thought about that as sort of like I wonder what that means for her, like about her. Is she just destructive or is she dumb or what? You know, she talks about it. You know how she can't help it. She yeah, literally can't help giving away. <clears throat> um, but even though it, you know, it cost her the uh, the house she grew up in, which is, in the end, I guess she would have lost it anyway. Back to the love of trees, because to save it, they would have to have cut down the trees. And according to the businessman, well, I mean, to save it, they would have. She would have had to not go to Paris and have her, you know. Or estate stolen by this guy. No, I'm talking about after the fact because I feel like, yeah. what's his name? Um, the businessman. La 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 yeah, la. Only in the timeline of this play. Lapakin. Well, yeah, but he gives him a way out, even in the timeline of the play with debt. Yeah. He he would have gotten him a loan. That was basically not. Yeah, that's. Like it wasn't. Not a acceptable. Well, I'm saying to save their situation, they would have had to lose the cherry orchard and the house, which they did anyway. So it's like, I'm just saying it's a lose-lose. Why wouldn't you... Uh, Yeah, but they they should have taken his... Well, I'm talking as a practical person. They should have taken his idea, I think, versus the scatterbrain, like, let let things happen. It's something I've... um, I was thinking about in another context is some people are better at living life in the sense of acting... And not letting things happen to them. And it feels like that family in particular, except for maybe uh, Varia, are very good at letting things happen to them. And then kind of bitching about it. Which most people, I think, fall into that category anyway. Um, yeah. But not Lopakin. The guy who gets gets the house, He's that's why he got the house. You know? Well, I mean, he also fails to act when it you know, comes to asking Varia to marry him. Or uh, Ania, right? 
Or no, Varia, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, um... I was wondering about that, too. I mean, would you rather be a kind of person who is active on, you know, making money that you get to die with, or, like, you know, ask, asking a woman to, to, to marry you? Which, which would you rather if you had, like, a one, right. one-on-one choice? Well, no one is like... like oh, we- yeah, you get to be a millionaire and die a millionaire, you know, just with it, just with all the possessions. It's funny because I don't think I don't think anyone in the, I don't think anyone in the play meets that description. Even the uh, student Trof Imov, um, <laughs> he has very high ideals and very uh, uh, intense very opinions. High, but I don't think anyone lives like that in this play. No. Maybe maybe well Layubov because of her uh, affair and so forth that might speak to that a little bit. Yeah. But um, woman like her 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 brother says. <laughs> yeah, when she when, when Anna walks in the room, that was kind of funny. That made me laugh. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's that that that's like first level. That was uh, uh, you have to be a confident writer to write that like farcy <clears throat> kind of scene. Well, I was gonna say going back to my first comment, I think if I were to see it acted out, it would be, have been a very different play for me, especially in light of the other ones I read, because the other ones uh, are are similar in a few of the motifs, like you mentioned, like work being a solution um, to life's problems, or that, at least that being discussed a lot, uh, especially with Varia, that kind of gives her meaning, and unemployed, um, yeah, not unemployed, but. Yeah. But she, uh, yeah, she loses her. To wake up every day and take care of the take care of the house. Place. Yeah, so. um, it could be very easy, I think, to read this less funny than it actually is it acted out. Um, that's just a sense I got reading it. Yeah, um, I feel like uh, as with as with a lot of like the Shakespeare comedies, a lot of it has to do with pacing. Um, mm. like they say sometimes the meaning is in the meter it's, it's, it's kind of a related like the rhythm of uh, the things that they say yeah um, and I arise and all my indiscretions remembered or sins remembered or whatever uh, just to, to remember a Shakespeare line that is mentioned in uh, in, in this play actually um, in the same way in the comedies you see I've seen a few Shakespeare comedies performed where it's just like lugubrious and, you know, uh, they're reading these sonnets or reading these, these iambic pentameter lines like they're, you know, like every one of them is, is is the to be or not to be speech. Um, which, uh, like, yeah, in a comedy, it's supposed to have like this kind of, especially something like, like Twelfth Night where it's like this frenetic pace. Um, in the same way, I think uh, Chekhov, these, at least the, the, the three comedies that we read, Siegel, Uncle Vanya, and uh, The Cherry Orchard, I think would kind of stand or fall based on like how quickly they were done. How quickly they were... How, yeah, just like the pacing. Mm-hmm. Maybe not exactly like a farce pace where everything's just like frenetic like in that, that that act or that uh, scene in Twelfth Night where like 
you know, remember, I think it's Acts, at the end of Acts 4, where, you know, every, every like, pairing appears on stage and people come and go and come and go and come and go. Um, but, I mean, kind of. That kind of happens in these plays. Um, it kind of happens in all of these acts. There's, uh, especially I was thinking, like, Acts 2. Um, it's just, like, different, like, duos and, 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 and trios. Um yeah, that's that's it's not not super different than like a Shakespeare comedy, which again, we don't see performed ever as comedies. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a performance of The Importance of Being Earnest that made me really upset because <laughs> it was like uh, it, was, it was performed not like a comedy. It was performed like each of these lines with some creed de corps, and it's like. You're, you're, I mean, that's fucking, I don't know how you read that play as, like, some dour uh, catastrophe that's happening, happened to these people. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was polite to listen. Do you play the piano tomorrow and tomorrow and tomorrow? It was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 if I was, if we, when we put on our production... I think a whole week of rehearsals are just going to be me yelling like to go faster, trying to get the time <laughs> under a certain arbitrary mark. Uh, another thought I had, which may be uh, misplaced, but like, for example, Pishnik, one of the landowners, he's kind of just a, a, a an extra guy around. Um, yeah, he just comes by to ask for money. And right. And then to give them money. True. I was going to say, that this might be a bad example because he's kind of obnoxious, but I feel like it would be easy to overplay it, too, based on how it's written. Because he is, for example, someone who falls asleep and wakes up real fast. And it's like, that's hard to be, that's hard to do well, I think, in my head. I was trying to think, how would you make that? Yeah, you, yeah, I don't know. It's like, it would take a particular talent, I think, to do that. Funny. Um, yeah. Even though I know it's and supposed to be like, funny. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would be the it'd be if you do it too big, it's not funny. Kind of thing. Um. And another example might be the student Trofimov when he's giving his sort of expounding his Oration. his ideals. Yeah. About how they're above love, uh, and so yeah. forth. Which is just silly, I guess. And then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this 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 play kind of made me sad a little bit, especially with the ending. Um, mm-hmm. Because I guess one of the things I was thinking might happen, especially since it's a comedy, uh, was would give them the yeah that he might give yeah. it to him or marry Varia or something would happen where they would stay Keep and it in the family. maybe maybe Lu, Lubov would leave, Leubov would leave, but everybody else would be like, all right, we're staying with the bookcase and everything. Um, yeah. That didn't happen, so and it's kind of it was funny. His that's kind of like hanging over. His indifference to it was funny to me. <laughs> he yeah. he didn't give a crap. <laughs> he just he's like I don't know what came over me. I bid for it and I won it, and it's like to me that would have been a good news, but that wasn't yeah. good news. It was like bad news because I guess I guess it's knowing him, they knew that, that was least difficult. I think to give, like, a, a standard Marxist reading to. 
um, when these plays were mangled into Soviet, you know, dogma for however, 70 years or whatever. But yeah, the heartless landlord who doesn't have any uh, conversation with other people's human emotions. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not, it's not hard to give that a Marxist reading. True, but I do want to stress, even though um, he misses out with Varia, he does offer them a way out. Uh, he gives them the idea, at least, and they don't jump on it, which I, I feel well, like yeah, that's that just... just be, like, destroying their... Like, that's, that's, there's no reason to do that. Okay. If you, if you want to preserve the cherry orchard, you can't do it by destroying... <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I hear you on that, and that's kind of what I'm saying. You lose either way. A way out for their, you know, bank account. You lose either way, but, for example, Gayev, he got a job at the bank or whatever. I mean, is that better than utilizing your land? That's just sort of like, in my head, I was thinking about how, to me, it would have been a more interesting path. Obviously, I'm speaking about (laughs) characters in a play, but they would have been, I think... Uh, more interesting to go that route. I'm just talking about them. I'm talking about from their perspective. I feel like that would have been more exciting. But I again, they're they're not willing to give up the cherry orchard. So yeah, either way, you yeah, lose the cherry orchard. Non, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, just an observation. It's a non-starter, Nash. But they lost it anyway. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. Th- so what's no, the? Po- I know. I'm just saying that. But what's the point of having, you know, like a, making $50,000 a year? On, but why would you, you know, work like in a bank? Your- but, but they're going to destitution. That's my point. I mean, anyway. Okay. I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't care either way. I just think, I just thought it was kind of funny how, like, offhand they just. I'm not, just- like, endorsing or, I'm, I'm just not, <laughs> not endorsing them. I'm not going to criticize the behavior of characters in a play <laughs> i know okay i'm not that um, worried about it um all right anything else it's more interesting to me to see why Chekhov would have them do that yeah well that. and that 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 speaks to what i was kind of saying about the bookcase speech where it's like almost a parody of what, what was which one was it? i guess the seagull was the seagull the one with the the guy who was the forester um or was oh, uh, Uncle Vanya. Oh, it was that Uncle Vanya, okay. The, the one who is, like, trying to plant trees, and then he falls in love and stops planting trees. Yeah, it's almost like a parody of that kind. I mean, not not, re- not directly, yeah. but it reminds me of it. Um, uh, what's his name? Is that Astros or? Sounds right. I'll find out in a second. Uh, Uncle Vanya. Uh, all, these, all, these, all these Russian names are hard. Astrov, a doctor, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, I guess, um, Uncle Vanya and the Three Sisters, they're both, like, uh, name, the naming conventions there kind of direct our attention to one person or, you know, I mean, the Three Sisters, I don't know if that could be named anything else. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it still, like, ends with the Three Sisters standing out there uh, kind of on their own. Um, but, yeah, here, the Cherry Orchard, just kind of like the, the seagull, um, our attention is drawn to some, you know, specific, like, natural element of the play. Right. Again, going back to those motifs of, of Chekhov having these kind of dwarfing um, natural elements, like the, the lake and the sequel. 
um, or you know the, the, the plantation, the woods in, in, in Uncle Vanya. Um, yeah, I, I like how this play is just uh, it's just kind of uh, putting all these characters, spinning all these tops, and just like seeing where they go. Um, without, yeah, uh, you know, it doesn't have to be. I mean, just, just from the naming on, it's 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 it's, it's just kind of um, yeah. Look at these. Look at this go, as opposed to like hyper focus or, or, or any any kind of focus on on a specific character. Hmm. Um. Damn it! I was gonna bring something else up too. Uh, oh well. It uh, okay. Still on cherry orchard. One of the things that makes it more. Uh, more of a strong image in my mind, anyway, was the scene where Layubov sees her mother in the uh, the one of the rows. Do you think that was supposed to be funny? I, I didn't read that as funny. I read that as very um, sincere on her part. What about yeah. you? I read it as like a sentimental, you know, uh, just like a daydream. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, yeah, the cherry orchard. It's like in my head. It's right out the window. Like straight ahead from from yeah. where we're we're sitting, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, and um, yeah. And another Depending thing, on how you, how you want to set up the stage, I would I would if you could if you have like a wide enough stage, I would like devote a third of the stage to the cherry orchard <laughs> and just have like yeah have the wall start a third of the way in and then the people. Interesting. <clears throat> we had that disagreement about the lake and the seagull. I think not not a disagreement, maybe, but right. but I I don't know if I would do that because I I would have it through the window, kind of like how it's a it's a vanishing thing, so you, you know you can't see much of it. What you can see is desirable, but it's yeah. it's it's not meant anyway. That's how I would think about it. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, kind of like the, the lake and the seagull. I like the uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the, the same kind thing. Of direct. And over overwhelming. Um, you'd have to make it beautiful, though. Could you do that, Nash? Um, I what? I'd have to what? You'd have to make it beautiful. You couldn't just present well, one third of the stage and not and have it be, you know, uh, <laughs> an okay cherry orchard. You'd have to make it stunning. Yeah, exactly. And I imagine some fog. Um, or just ill lit. <laughs> um, I was gonna say too that I really think he's a good. Uh, he he writes in parties very enjoyably. I feel like. What do you think about yeah. that? They have the yeah. They have the music there, and it's kind of the. I guess I read it as almost the last hurrah in the house. I'm not sure the timeline. Like, one thing you, one thing about this play is there's like almost always music. Um, either the, you know some characters diegetically playing on stage, or I mean, well, yeah, characters are always diegetically playing it on stage, but like. A main character is playing on stage, or the hired Jewish musicians, which for some reason we know they're Jewish, um, are on there. And then, yeah, the the kind of just uh, kaleidoscope in and out of like different, or like the focus in and out of different um, yeah. relationships. Um, so it's like almost like Altman's song or something. Um, I think that kind of comes with his. Or, or it, it, it's kind of like downstream of his, uh, just like not, it, not, none of these characters have like a specific attachment. Um, there's no, there's at least no 
like character that is like the mouthpiece for Chekhov, mm-hmm. his ideas. Um, and um, I think when he was writing Ivanov, he, he was really excited about being able to write a play where there were no villains and there were no angels and no villains. It's just like all these characters are kind of a muddle. Um, in the same way here, like we have maybe protagonists or like people around whom the action focuses, but not necessarily whom we're like um, presented as these like uh, Mary Sue's to use a very uh, much more recent term. Um, but yeah, definitely not presented as untroubled heroes. They don't really have heroes. We don't really have angels. And so you can kind of like glide, there, there's less friction sliding between character to character to character. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these characters are kind of like, um, uh, like you couldn't do that in like a play like Hamlet, where it's like one of these people is like obviously on a different cognitive and rhetorical and charismatic level than all of the other people in the play and all of the people you have met in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to that, you, you know, when you have these kind of uh, more trite, quotidian people—that's um, true. It's a lot easier. That to, would like, be shuffle them up. That would be difficult to to uh, resist, I would think, to be able to write yeah. someone kind of like a Sherlock Holmes or something. Um, yeah, that stands out as totally unique. Um, you're right. That's an interesting point. Almost a discipline. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, a couple times it felt like almost some of the characters might steal the show. Like, for example, Charlotta, the governess, who... Well, she does steal it for a second. Right, but then kind of fades, and then the other people come in, and then, like, you know, Lopakin will give a... Sp- or someone will give a speech, or, you know, do yeah. something silly, or uh, or insult someone else, or be upset. Right. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's a mix, which... Now that I think about it, you're right. I feel like most playwrights would uh, not be able to resist that. And I think in these four plays we've read, that's been an interesting aspect of each of them. Um, yeah. Carlotta gets that treatment also in Act 2, where she gives that speech and like she's talking about, like, nobody listens to me and nobody <laughs> listens to her. And right. And she's kind of cool with it. Yeah. And, she, and another yeah. thing is she's kind of... Like everybody else, in a situation where she has to figure what she's she figure out what she's doing next, and yeah, she literally doesn't know. And she's kind of or how old she is. And she has a great attitude about it. Yeah, she doesn't know how old she is. <clears throat> I thought that was a really interesting. I I want to say weird, but I don't want to be. Um, you know, I don't want to be derogatory about it or whatever. But when they're on the side of the road by the train, they were by a my my copy said that they were by a shrine. In like a fountain oh. by the river. What did it? What did it call it? When they where they were sitting down. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Act two. Um, let me get to the. Yeah, let me get to that. Uh, I think it was like a dilapidated, bare ruined choir where late songbirds sang, approximately. One second. I'm having trouble. I forgot where act two started. Um. Oh, here we go. Mine says shrine. Uh, abandoned chapel. Chapel. There's okay. a well beside it and some large stones that must have once 
must once have been grave markers. Okay. <laughs> um, you're at like the edge of the cherry orchard. You can kind of make out the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a different, just like a different translation of that. Overgrown ruin. And I think the point, I think the point of that was Lyubov was, uh, and, um. I mean, it's kind of like making objective the subjective feelings of the, like the the history of the family. Hmm. Well, what I was going to say is they went into town to waste money, basically, to go out to eat. (laughs) But the other people were waiting around. Uh, that was an interesting setting. Yeah. That's interesting. So you mean when you say when you say it was objective, when you say it was more of an objective place? Do you mean because it was outside of the house, kind of on the outskirts? Well, I, I just mean like making physical, making like right. you know visible what is you know the current state of of the mm-hmm. Ubal's family. Mm-hmm. Like when it's you know, kind of like when it rains and the character's sad, that kind of thing. Except here it's. Uh, Enveloping uh, scenery. I like that they throw a party when the house is going to get sold. Yeah. And then there, what's your name? Who is it that walks through and they're like, we borrowed money to pay these people. We can't even pay them. The musicians, I can't remember. Oh, the homeless guy? Well, no, the the musicians. Oh, yeah. But yeah, the homeless guy too. Like, I, I they just had to have there. that band. I guess it's their favorite or something. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I don't have anything else to say. Uh, I, 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 yeah, I don't know which one of the plays is my favorite. But, well, I did um, want to say something because you mentioned that three of what we read were comedies, and I don't think mine right. identifies them as comedies. Oh. Which not but saying. What does it identify them as? Yeah, one of them know. said scenes from a country. The the. Um... Scenes from country life. Yeah. It, okay, is so the seagull is a comedy. Uncle Vanya. The seagull is a comedy, and then I think yeah, I think Uncle Vanya was. Let's see. Yeah, that's scenes from country life. Scenes from country life. So, do you consider that a comedy? Yeah. Okay. I mean, just based off of. His point of view. Okay. Thing. And then obviously the three sisters were was a tragedy. Okay. I, a I, drama. A drama. A drama, drama, sorry. Which is a term I have a uh, pet peeve about that we've talked about, but uh, I guess we're translating from Russian anyway. Um, I don't know if in, in the original, in the Russian, it's closer to, to tragedy or something. I don't know. I feel like in Uncle... The Cherry Orchard is a comedy in four acts. Like, that's the that's the subtitle for mine. Okay, I feel like... Com- uh, yeah, Cherry Orchard is a comedy, yes, uh, in mine as well. But I feel like Uncle Vanya was more a neutral... Literally, like, the scene... I like the word scenes from The Country Life because of... Uh, because of the neutrality of that word, I guess. You know, you don't come in with sure. an expectation... I think that might be part of why you don't like drama, right? Because of the expectation of what it entails for the reader. Well, it's the opposite for me because drama is just, it's just, this is, the it, word drama just means it's a play. play. <laughs> We're pretending. Whereas 
I mean, it, it just um, the fact that drama has overtaken the word tragedy uh, kind of is, I, I guess what I, I, I'm mad about, like, the fact that we're not allowed to do tragedies anymore. All the drama is just, like, uh, yeah. ha- all of them have happy endings. Um, where, you know, like, why, why can't, why can't, you know, the villain get away and win, <laughs> you know, uh, and have everybody die on stage. <laughs> like, that, 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 that has made for great work in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, not that every play should end with everyone dying, although that would be an option. Just a couple years, <laughs> just have a couple years where every every movie ends with everybody dying, and just see how we could uh, deal with that. Pad. I'd be okay with that for at least a little while. Um, but yeah, the the emptiness of that word um, is 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 kind of to me indicative of the emptiness of our uh, our, our drama. Is that it's yeah um, that that is actually like an appropriate word is is what makes me more probably makes me more upset than that people use that word okay as like a category of presentation <clears throat> as opposed to just this is drama. Do you feel like, <laughs> like drama? Master comedy and tragedy. It's not comedy and drama. It's the dramatic math. Comedy and tragedy. So when you say when when you read the three sisters and it says a drama in four acts, do you feel like it should say a tragedy in four acts? Um, or is yeah, that that's what I'm saying? I, okay. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not saying your particular drama, beef. So I don't know. What right. You, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I guess I guess it would be. Uh, yeah, I would prefer I would prefer a world where that could just be a tragedy. Okay. Well, since we're probably going to be diverting from Chekhov, I assume. Yeah. Let's, uh, I guess I'll say my final words. You can have anything you want to say, too. Yeah. I, th- I, like, I like what we talked about with the lack of outstanding, spectacular kind of characters that shine and the subtlety of the plays, all of them that we read, uh, and how they invite deeper thought than you would assume, especially having read the introduction and learning about his life. I like how he didn't impose uh, an ideology or sort of solutions for, even though they talk a lot about different points of view, he doesn't impose a, a, he's something. A, he's a presenter, not a right. teacher. It would have been, I think by now, especially very stale if he had done that because of how different you know the world is now. And also we, we know about the history of Russia, for example, better than he would have for um, the oh, future. Yeah, like when when uh, Chumovev says that it will take at least 200 years for Russia to get back up to <laughs> yeah. speed, and it's like, yeah, we're, we're still working on it. <laughs> um, not be surprised, we're taking another 100 years. I'll be interested to hopefully we'll read more playwrights and I want to I really would like in my head besides Shakespeare to compare these plays to other oh. famous plays because um yeah it's it's, it's hard to I mean for like well we've read Shakespeare I'm saying like scenarios you're talking about very different like uh the the other the other dra- you know drama that's going on at the same time very different right right yeah and the form itself is different. So that'll be interesting going forward. I'm glad I have this base um, of something unique to uh, to what I've read before to talk about or think yeah. about and compare it to going forward. 
Plus, he was yeah, a doctor. Was... He was a doctor. I thought oh, yeah. that was really interesting. It's the first time in a lot of these plays that we haven't had a doctor. Oh, and, and I guess another thing that brings to my mind about Chekhov is the, in my life, and I, I don't know about yours, in terms of your writing um, life, the balance between take, taking yourself seriously as a writer and also getting things done and being disciplined about it, but not taking yourself too, too seriously. There's kind of a balance you have to find, I feel like, that I think, re- having read the introduction at least, um, I found it really interesting how little he took the initial foray into writing seriously and then the final plays, which is kind of what we read, I suppose, especially, I know the Three Sisters, right, um, was really late. And what he became yeah. f- from where he started, which so, was being yeah, a doctor. Supposedly he was just like, at the beginning, was just bashing off his comedic sketches like at the spa with his homies. Um, but yeah, he struggled with the plays. Right. Um, part of that is just he always talked about like how fiction was. I mean, he uses the formulation in a couple different ways, but fiction was his betrothed, and uh, play drama was his, or the plays were his mistress. Um, and so, yeah, this is like not the thing that he did as naturally. And he, yeah, like I said, it required a lot of work from him. And don't you think, though, that, um, not that this is in contradiction to what you just said, but you, I think you find yourself as you work more in something, you figure out what you're capable of and how you want to stretch yourself and where you think you can go. So that's what the sense I got is that, you know, without the, obviously, the initial, um, I guess he was born into kind of a literary family, but without the initial uh, work, he wouldn't have been able to even go as so far as he did up to whenever he died, 1907 or something. Um, I just I always think about that in any any reader writer I'm reading you know where do they start where do they end up, so I find that interesting about Chekhov yeah. too. Well, whatever. Um, I guess I guess kind of like going back to the theme that we like run into a lot is that like uh, I think a lot of people are intimidated by the big names mm. in literature like the Shakespeare's where it's like. A lot of these are dick jokes, you know. <laughs> like there's a there's a cut joke in Twelfth Night, um, and I mean it goes into like how it's played, and it's just played lugubriously, even if it's a comedy. And I mean we we ran into that with with um, yeah with Joyce too, where Joyce would just happen to laugh a lot of the time. Um, like I mean a, a, a book like Ulysses took like eight or ten years of his life or something, so it's like. Everything went into it, not just like his serious mood. Um, some of the time, he's just being being a goof. Uh, um, I, I feel like that's a, that's a similar with Chekhov, where there's yeah, this like we're talking at the beginning. You're kind of like coming into it with this this kind of cultural condensation around Chekhov as this like scary Russian writer. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, and I mean, there 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 is. You know, there is like a little bit of difficulty to check off because, you know, the characters aren't saying, here's what you, you should learn about. There's, there's like a musicality to it between like, you know, characters playing off each other and um, like, I mean, it, it, there, there's a difficulty with Shakespeare's comedies too, right? Where uh, it just like takes a little bit to kind of be, because to, to, it, it's not as like, it's not somebody flipping on a banana peel. Uh, Chekhov's sense of comedy, his sense of humor is kind of 
uh, working on a different register than that, a, a slightly less obvious register, but a register that is like fun. It's like a register of comedy. It's not a register of just like uh, constant torture. <laughs> um, and yeah, I, I think Chekhov is like another person to add to our list of like, uh, maybe not literary goofballs per se, although Joyce definitely sometimes was like just this straight up goofball. Um, but yeah, like uh, definitely not be intimidated by Chekhov and like uh, any production of Chekhov that takes it like to, I mean, you should be taken like seriously, but like takes it too dourly um, is going to be a failed production of Chekhov's just like uh, slow, portentously paced recitation of the lines wouldn't work. Yeah, you know, that reminds me, it, none of the plays felt to me like he was, uh, he felt trapped or something in his culture where he was kind of straightjacketed, like complaining about the social mores or something, um, mm. which I feel like can lead to dourness, maybe, um, if yeah. that is what's going on. So yeah, I agree with you. It's almost like, this is how life is, this is, I'm presenting it in, in a way that is, you know, artistic and interesting, and you should enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's a good point that it shouldn't be dour.